Welcome to When Life Stops, a podcast on finding new meaning after loss. With your host, Daytola and Stella, we are both moms who have loved and lost. Every week, you would hear more about our stories, relatable interviews, as well as practical tips that you can apply to help you find new meaning after loss. Let's dive in. Hello, welcome back to this episode of the When Life Stops podcast. Wow, we've enjoyed reading from you and we've enjoyed hearing about how what we have been sharing has resonated with you. Thank you so much for all your comments, for sharing our podcast. We do not take this for granted at all that you take time out to come listen to what Stella and I have to share. We are really grateful. Now, we know that last episode was quite heavy oh, yes. even we felt it here I in the know. studio it was it was deep it was heavy so we thought you know today we will start off with something light oh yeah before we dive into yet another, another heavy, heavy topic one. oh my lord help <laughs> us so stella yes i want you to share oh, with gosh. our audience oh, no. our listeners something dumb oh, or dear. crazy or silly or funny or a combination of all uh, of those things that you have done in your life Oh, gosh. Go for it. Go oh, for it. Oh, gosh. Do you really want to hear this? Yeah. Okay. So I remember mm-hmm. going and signing up for a beauty pageant. Eh? What? <laughs> what? You, what? I actually you contested in a beauty pageant. Okay. Like, I know. So, I know. Stella, I know Five you're beautiful. I know you're beautiful yes. and all. Yeah, but, but what were you thinking? I mean, I was so confident in my beauty <laughs> and in my abilities. I actually came... You know, I was second runner-up, so I mean, you see? Wow. How? Who was judging? (laughs) (laughs) What was this? Was this in uni? This was in in secondary school. Ah, This was in secondary school. So, yeah. yeah. Wow, second runner-up. Well done. Thank you. I believed in myself. You (laughs) know, if only I was six foot or five foot eight. There's actually a lesson in there. You know? You believed in yourself. I believed. So, yeah. And you, you nearly, you nearly got the trophy. So, yeah. The, the I know. If I, looking back now, I would never have even ventured. I know, right? You're like, eh? Who born me? Okay. Oh, dear. So, drum roll for my dumb uh-huh. crazy Let's hear it. Thing. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. <laughs> so, I think it was in third year. Was it fourth year of uni? I cannot remember. But I left an exam so basically what I did was I finished writing a two hour exam. I think it was for two hours. I wrote it in one hour just because I wanted to go see a movie with my friends at the cinema. Okay? I know, right? As in like... As in who does that? So the, the movie was more important than passing the... Oh I had to think goodness. about... I can't even remember the name of the movie. Oh my gosh. The, <laughs> but, things, the things we the did things when we were young. Did you ask me if I passed? Did you pass? I passed. Yeah. Oh, of show, course, up. Girl. show up. Show up. Show <laughs> up. Yeah, I passed. Uh, but oh. that was a crazy thing to do. Oh I can my imagine goodness. my daughter or my son come to tell me they did that. Oh. Eh, how? Oh. <laughs> well, try it. Exactly. So I'm hoping my parents don't hear this. But hey, I mean, oh. here I am now. I'm doing mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. fine. Feeling like a brain buster. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Oh, so moving on to today's topic. Yeah. <clears throat> Another heavy one, but yes. you know, stay with us, stay with us. We are going to be talking about planning a funeral. Wow. Hmm. <laughs> and what comes with it. Wow. We are going to be looking at, you know, 
how to how to plan not necessarily how to plan a funeral mm. but more around the process the um, emotions that come with come it, with it yeah. what to expect mm. dealing with the mourners that come to commiserate because most times we don't expect these losses yeah especially i mean it's different if it's like an old older person who has lived a long life people tend to plan for their funerals right mm-hmm. i think yeah or if it's a baby or husband, Child, yeah. it's something you're An not unexpected for. happening. Yeah, unexpected. Yeah. So, so yeah. before we actually talk into talk about funerals, Stella, let's kind of talk about you know the days before. In our case, we had to have an inquest, okay, because um, obviously our son died unexpectedly, mm-hmm. and it's funny when I remember that day. After the ambulance came, the next thing we saw was the police. Yeah. And in my head, I'm like, wait, why are the police here? Mm-hmm. And you know, they were asking questions, looking around the house. Mm. And then there was this inquest thing that took a while. And so we had to get like an interim death certificate from the coroner's um, office because they had to do like an autopsy to find out that there was no negligence. Mm. It wasn't like we killed our baby mm. and all of those things. So it was the it was the interim death certificate that allowed us to actually um, choose a date for, for the funeral, for the funeral yeah. because before then we couldn't mm. because they had to do an inquest and all of those things. So I think that's quite common when a baby dies. But when was that was dies. that what you was that your experience as well? Well, because we had a diagnosis, because um, Tamara's death was not a surprise to the medical oh, practitioners. It was a surprise to us, the yeah. parents, because mm-hmm. we did not believe that she was going to die but Mm. they expected it to happen Mm. that was the prognosis so it wasn't you know seen as anything of a surprise so we just you know it was bang on okay before we knew it we had people coming to talk about talk to us about okay this is what needs to happen next this was going to happen next and it was a shock because here i was Still coming to terms with the fact that I wasn't going home with my baby. And the next thing you're telling me is, okay, you need to come and, you know, plan a funeral. You Hmm. need to choose a date. You need to buy, you know, get a certificate for the land where she's going to be buried. And I'm like, what's What's, going on? on? You know, so it was a big, big, big Mm -hmm. shock to my system. Mm. You know, my husband and I, we were like, huh? Mm. What? what? How? Hmm. You know, so it is It is quite shocking, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. when a death is unexpected. And mm-hmm. even when it's not expected, even mm-hmm. when it is, you know, expected, you know, especially the person is old and, you know, in hospital and you know it's coming. Even at that, the reality of dealing with it is, is huge. Yeah. So how was dealing with an inquest for you, Detola? It was traumatic. Hmm. It was traumatic because the process involved... Thankfully, we didn't have to attend the inquest hearing, but there was a hearing. Wow. I'm telling oh you, it was, yeah, it was really it was really traumatic in, from that point of view. They had to... And I only found out from, I think it was from a... What do you call them? Health visitor who was in attendance. Hmm. The health visitor. And I think every person involved in this care... professional. So I guess they basically wanted to see that there was no negligence on our part and also on the, um, what's it called now, on the hospital's part as well. Mm. So just hearing that, and I I did request for the reports because it was quite extensive when even the the policemen put their own report down on, you know, they came to the house and what they saw of the observations from from visiting the house and the health visitor stuff. So 
you know, that was where we got to know the cause of death, which mm. apparently was um, para-influenza pneumonia. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it wasn't actually the Down syndrome that took him. It was the pneumonia. Wow. He got, and again, like as, like we talked about the last episode on guilt, mm. that returned. And this was a few months after because he had died in December. Um, December. Yeah. And then the inquest find, took, thankfully, we were able to bury him in February. With wow. the yeah, with the um, interim request. interim death certificate. Wow! But the final report came in April or so. Wow! So it was a long, wow. traumatic. So that kind of just ah, keeps no. you in that place Limbo. where you can't even move forward. Oh, you don't know you. It's ah, it wasn't oh, it wasn't wow. fun. It wasn't oh, fun at wow. all. Wow! Thank you for sharing mm-hmm. that. You mm-hmm. know, it's it's we don't consider all of that and Damn. how how that impacts us. Yeah. Wow. In fact, at the point where we now got the final report, I felt like I, my grief started all over again because wow. now I knew the reason oh, of his wow. death. So it was, uh, it was, it was, it was quite deep and traumatic. Wow. So mm-hmm. let's talk a bit about you know um, our experience of planning a funeral. So how was it like for you planning a funeral for Tamara? It was awkward to mm. start with. Mm. You know, the bereavement officer handed us a list of funeral homes wow. and were asked to choose, mm-hmm. you know, and I remember our visit to the funeral director's home. Mm. It was it was the most mm. unreal. I just couldn't imagine mm, yeah. that I was going to a funeral to director talk, to, to talk, talk about, about burying my <laughs> child. Ah! Gosh, it was it was hard. Mm. It was hard. And I dreaded going, mm-hmm. you know, but thankfully my husband, he was brave, mm. you know, and I, I think he was trying to be strong for mm. me, yeah. more for me, mm. you know, but he was the brave shoulder that I mm. leaned on, mm. you know, going. And when we got there, it seemed pretty chilled out and everyone was trying to be nice, obviously. Mm. You know, I was so immersed in my grief and, Mm. you know, I didn't want to talk. I didn't want to smile, nothing. Mm -hmm. Let's just get on with it, you know. But I think when the funeral director asked me to talk about Tamara, Mm. that was, you know, the the turning point Mm. in that experience because I just had so much to say about this beautiful Mm. child, you know, and he was so... I think the 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 um, funeral office was run by a husband and wife, mm. and so they were so gracious. They mm. sat with us, and they were so eager to hear all about our little girl. Mm. And this is why we talk about when you you go to visit with people who yeah. have experienced loss. Yeah. It's so important to ask them mm-hmm. questions about their loved ones. Yeah. I know people say it's awkward. Just ask, ask them yeah. what you know. Tell me about your son. Tell me about your daughter. Tell me about your dad or your mom. Mm. And I felt felt so. Com- so much comfort wow. just being able to share about her favorite things mm-hmm. you know i immediately relaxed and the whole process of choosing a, a casket mm-hmm. and you know all the details just progressed swiftly mm-hmm. just because of that turning point mm. you know so it was it was not nice yeah you know but we got through it yeah. wow wow so thank you for sharing that in my case or in our case we also had to choose a funeral um, home, mm. but thankfully, from the onset, my church family was involved, so they kind of chose one for us because I couldn't begin to imagine choosing a funeral home for my mm. for my baby. So they chose one, and 
the only key part was we needed to go in to answer a few questions and sign some papers. And that was one of the most mm. terrible meetings <laughs> or sessions that I've ever had in my life. Because here you are discussing funeral arrangements mm. for your baby. Wow. And unlike you, I didn't get the old, tell me about your baby. It was very professional. Mm. And yes, they were nice, but it was just straight to the point. Oh, so would you want to dress him in your in, in home clothes? Mm. Or would you, we just said, take care of it. We couldn't, because in my head, I'm like, what am I going to, I couldn't begin to process that. You know, they were asking different questions. Do you want to, I can't remember the points when we were asked if we wanted to, um, cremate him mm. I'm like ah oh, no mm. we're not cremating anybody yeah. here you know so they asked about um, caskets mm. do you want it to be open they're mm. like no let's we don't advise you to have because it's a baby yeah. let it be a closed mm. um, thing caskets the, the questions were just were many were many. many questions and thankfully like you my husband was you know strong for me strong for us i cried mm. i was just crying i couldn't mm. even talk too much it was really oh no i can never i don't think i will ever forget that day but like i said that was the only time we had to engage with the funeral directors of the funeral home my mm. church took care of everything and yeah. today i say a big thank you and i have to give a big shout out to chapel of life because mm. they just took care of everything from choosing the i think we chose the casket but mm -hmm. they bought it they the cement we had to choose the symmetry there were two or three options we chose the one closest to our home mm. so they can't but they took care of everything else and i'm so glad yeah. that we had that so one advice would have that you know would have for anyone listening here is Try and involve people with the yes, main planning. Yes, yes. Don't try and take it on because it is a lot. Oh my goodness, it yeah, is a lot. It is a lot. You know, I also experienced such love from my church community. Mm. You know, you know, we lived in Eastbourne, mm -hmm. so we lived in London, and then we moved to Eastbourne, and mm -hmm. my daughter died in Eastbourne. Mm -hmm. So my church community in London yeah. was still very much a part of her journey. Mm -hmm. Remember, I shared yeah. with you how they were praying every night, yeah. and so from the moment. You know, she took her last breaths. They were the first people on the phone mm. and they were with us every step yes, of the way. Yeah. You know, I, I was so moved yeah. with compassion when yeah. they turned up for the funeral with mm. a bus full of people. Oh, wow. You know, they drove all the way from London to mm. Eastbourne. You know, we had the support of our pastors, Pastor Shalom, Pastor Bimbo, mm. and then the Liberty Church, the, yeah. the Trinity Chapel yeah. that is now part of, um, that has now become... Um, the Liberty, Liberty Church, Church London, but it was just amazing, you know, and that's why we say grief yeah. must be done in community. Exactly. I mean, it was we would we were alone hmm. if we didn't have them. It would have been unbearable uh -huh. if we didn't have them. So yeah. Wow. Awesome. So I mean, looking back now, I'm trying to think of what I would have done differently. And I can't think of anything I would have done differently. I know some people might have been, they might have wanted to be more involved in mm. the, but I couldn't, I just couldn't handle being involved in the nitty gritty of um, the planning mm. or anything. I'm glad that we had a few friends and family there with us. I do remember that folks from Nigeria, and I, we need to touch on this a little bit, called and they were like, oh, you know, because traditionally, in, I don't know if it's the whole of Nigeria, but in Yoruba land, 
parents are not meant to know where their children are buried. Oh, wow. Oh, is wow. that the same that's, with that's, you? No, oh, that's not. Okay, that's, that's not. It's, it's, I think it's just the Yoruba I culture so. and a few other cultures mm-hmm. that do that. And it's a terrible culture. It's just if such I an say so injustice to yeah. women, because to, to, not just to women, to parents who lose their yeah. children. Because imagine not knowing where your child has been buried. And Honestly. I remember folks calling, you know, my parents calling and saying, "Oh, they don't think I should go, mm. and my brother should go represent." And I point blank told them, no, no, that's not how it's done in the UK. We don't do things like that. Oh, wow. Yeah, because mm. I'm like, I, I have to know where my child is buried. It doesn't make sense for me not to know. So yeah. I'm glad that I stuck my gun. And of course, they, it's not like they were coming from a place of culture mm. and this is how it's done. Yeah. But for me, I knew that I needed to know where my child was buried. So and I'm glad that, that I'm did in the that. UK. Because yeah. imagine if I was in Nigeria... It, it would, that decision would have been taken out of my hands, more oh. or less. And I've heard of people who, to date, are still carrying that burden of yes. not knowing where their child Children was buried. buried. Yeah, and that know, must be just heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking, Betola. You see, in my support group, mm. I can't tell you how many women yeah. have experienced that. Mm-hmm. You know, I have held hands and cried with so many ladies who are still stuck mm. because... They didn't attend their children's funeral. Mm. They didn't know anything about it. They were told, you can't go, don't go. And so it's culture. Culture gets in the way of Mm. grief because culture dictates how people should grieve. Uh And so they're they're oblivious Mm. to the fact that this has happened, Mm -hmm. I should not go. And that that in a way kind of, you know, puts you in a place where you can't fully grieve. Grieve. And yeah. it's, it's really, really, really destructive. Mm. You know, I don't know how the culture is going to change, but I think it's just, you know, a personal decision that one has to make. If you mm. can make that decision yeah. to insist Just that, exactly. you know, I, I want to be I there. let culture be damned. Sorry. You know, it's <laughs> oh, difficult. It's difficult because, yeah, it is. you know, we are in the UK, so it's easy to say. Yeah, it's but easier to say. It's yeah. easier to say. But women who are back home mm. in Africa, mm. this is their reality. reality. You know, so what do you do hmm. with that? Yeah. You know, and I, 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 I hope that somehow things can begin to change. I hope so too. You know, just so the women can yeah. go through this whole process yeah. of going through grief mm-hmm. and you know healing. Yeah, and our heart really goes out to anyone who's listening. Who maybe this is your experience. Mm. You know, and I'm praying that God will give you the completeness that you need because. Yes. Closure might be hard for you, but I'm believing and praying that God will give you a way to complete complete with not knowing where your child has been buried. Mm. So Stella, would you, what would you have done differently with regards to Tamara's funeral? Absolutely nothing. Mm -hmm. Absolutely nothing. You know, I, I, I think we had a beautiful celebration Mm. of life for her. And I still remember that day, you know, we asked everyone to wear white Mm. and we were allowed to share as much and as little as we wanted. Mm -hmm. And so I don't have it, you know, I I don't wish I'd done anything differently. The only regret I have is that I didn't have pictures. Mm. You know, I didn't take pictures on the day. Mm -hmm. I was just so immersed in my grief and overwhelmed. You know, I didn't think about pictures, Mm -hmm. taking pictures. But it's etched in my memory forever, hmm. you know, and 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 yeah. that's so powerful. That's powerful. So I I don't have any regrets, okay. but I remember the generosity of my church members, yeah. the love, hmm. and 
I think that was one of the things that really helped me, yeah. that really healed me. Yeah. The love from my church family, the Liberty Church, mm-hmm. love from my pastors, the fact that they were present. Mm. And after the funeral, they came home and mm. broke bread with us. They mm. brought food, actually. Mm. So they brought the food that they ate with us mm. and stayed yeah. with us. It was not like, okay, we're done. Let's hurry off. Yeah. You know, and it made such a big difference. So mm. when I remember the funeral, mm-hmm. I remember how comforting it, it was, was yeah. you know, and I, and I think for anyone who is seeking to support people, yeah. you want to think about comfort, the Comforts. comfort that your yes. presence brings, yeah. the things that you can do to make that traumatic experience mm-hmm. easy, yeah. just being there, yeah. offering them the gift of your presence. Mm-hmm. And that's what I got. Wow, amazing, amazing. For yeah. us, we asked everyone not to wear black. Mm-hmm. You could wear whatever. So that was good. Yeah. We had a small crowd. I didn't want anyone to follow me home. Only my a few of my friends did. Mm. So I didn't, you know, I was I wasn't I didn't feel up to having Entertaining people. people yeah. yeah. But thankfully as well, the our church family organized food. Mm. So everyone got like a pack of food to take home with them. And like I said, just a few of my friends came home with, with us. But apart from that, yeah, I think it, it was an it was a wonderful ceremony. We we had friends took we I didn't but friends took pictures and a few video clips here and there. Mm. So yeah, the burial went well. Mm. Now, so moving on from the funeral day, the other shocker that I had <laughs> was registering uh, Moroccan Caleb's death. Wow. Wow, that was a big one. Now, I thought, okay, I'll just go. I think my husband, I can't remember if he was still in the country then because he travels a lot for work. But I thought, okay, I'll just go in and out type thing. Mm. But thank God I got the sense of the Holy Spirit ministered to me to get someone to come with me because it was the second traumatic experience. Oh, wow. I mean, it was a straightforward meeting, but just the questions. Mm. And it was... to think that a few months ago I was in the same place registering he and his sister, his twin sister. I'm not even sure if I'd yeah, I think I've mentioned before that he's a twin. Yeah. Mentioned and you know, registering his, his birth. birth and his sister's birth. And now here I am at the same place registering his death. Oh wow. A few months later. Oh. And that was just that, that broke me. That mm. broke me, you know. And I would recommend not doing it alone. Yeah, going with someone. Going with someone. Yeah. How, how, how was your experience? Uh, my husband went to get the, the debt certificate. He went to register the debt. Hmm. But when I held that debt certificate in my final. hand, you know, and we always made a joke because hmm. when we named Tamara, when my husband went to register her birth, he put all her names on the hmm. bed registration. So she had like, how many names? So Tamara, Anuolua, Po, Ogazine, Meg, Ginangazi, I thought they only allowed three Oh my names. goodness. Her, her name had to be <laughs> abbreviated. So she had like T-A-O-G, Agu oh on her birth certificate. And I was just looking at this birth certificate and I was like, mm-hmm. oh my goodness. My T-A-O-G. Mm. You know? And it was so final. That's holding it. that, piece, that, of that piece of paper. When couple of year a year ago yeah. i was holding her birth certificate. certificate so it can be traumatizing you know it's it's mm. it's just little things that yeah. compound the yeah. grief journey yeah. and i that's why we felt it was so important to, to talk, about, talk it. about it and share that whatever it is you're feeling these are normal experiences yeah. these are things that you need to expect these are normal and so Rather than run away from it, mm-hmm. embrace, embrace it. it. Embrace yeah. it. It is yeah. painful, but 
<laughs> how else but just embrace yeah so here in the uk um there is a service that i found that i think it was the social um the health visitor who had mentioned it that the point where you, after you registered register the death mm. there's something called a tell us one service i'm not sure if it was there at the time when i'm you, not sure yeah so basically with that tell us one service all you need to do is give them the information mm. of your loved ones and they go on to report um, your loved one's death to every other government organization that involved with, yeah. yeah that the child not not just the child your mm -hmm. your family member was involved in so they would let all the different services know so for example if it was an older person who passed away if there was things like um banks bank statement um, council tax council tax anything, anything government, related, government related they yeah. will filter so that that way you're not having to call like a million mm. and one people to tell them that you know my loved one has passed away so that wow. i think that's a very good service yeah. and we use that service so that way we just reported his death once, once because he was getting the child benefits okay. what's it called yeah so that way i think they kind of informed, informed them yeah. but i'm not sure they informed hospitals because guess what just two months ago wow. i got a letter from because one of his appointments was with um what's the name of this children's hospital in Great london Orange street is it that one there's oh, i can't remember what it's called there's one particular for children maybe it's that one yeah. and then they sent a letter saying Oh, we are discharging Moraki Okele because we no longer need to see him. Oh, wow. I was livid. Oh, In a wow. long time, I hadn't felt angry, but mm. I was so angry. Like, didn't my GP inform you that oh, he's wow. gone? So you know, just... and they were basically saying, oh, that we haven't heard back from you. So we're taking him on that. Oh, oh, wow. just, just, oh, wow. I wasn't impressed with that. Oh, wow. That but, would have been. Yeah. You that know, would have been deep, you know. It kind of just sets you back. Exactly. Yeah. It did set me back for a day or so, but afterwards, you know, I was I was okay. So, um, again, you know, try and, if you're in the UK, I'm not sure about how it is in other countries. In other countries. Find out if they have a service like that um, for, for you. So, let's talk about... After the funeral, because mm -hmm. you didn't you didn't make use of that service, did you? The, no, okay. no. I think we just had um, a help visitor who uh, coordinated her care. Okay. So she had close to eight or ten healthcare professionals working mm. with her. So it was it was a system where it, one person yeah. was in touch with her. Uh, Every other person, person was updated. Right. So we oh, didn't have good. to yeah, do. Good. They took everything off oh, us, good. you know, and that's the beauty of the country that we are yeah. in. Mm. They kind of helped that transition mm. of core. Mm. Like I remember because my daughter had to have all this health, you know, equipment in mm -hmm. the house. Mm -hmm. She had to have a CPAP machine, mm. you know, suction machines and wow. all sort. After the funeral, I couldn't stand seeing of it. Course. So I, I just had to ring them and say, please, can you guys oh, wow. come and clear yeah. the house? Yeah. And they were gracious. Mm. And in a matter of, of days, mm. the house was cleared out wow. of all the medical equipments, you hmm. know. So this system makes it easier. Yeah. But if you're in a country yeah. where you have to do things on your own, it might be best to ask uh, people help. Yes. to help you, yes. you know, maybe appoint a brother or a sister or an uncle or an aunt, someone else yeah. that you could ask to help you alert this um, organizations yeah. so that it just stops that trigger yeah. from reoccurring, especially yeah. when it's still fresh. Uh -huh. Yeah. That's a good advice. Yeah. So yes, let's talk about, you know, so after the funeral, which, and I think for me, it wasn't, I only, the, the, his, 
Morakion's death only became final when I got when I got the death certificate. Mm. Um, so how do you move forward from that? Really, have you ever gone back to Tamara's grave, or was that too painful for you? Well, it wasn't a question of it being painful. Mm. I think I just got to the point where I realized that she was no longer there. Mm. So she was in heaven. Mm. So when I pictured my daughter, I pictured her as being in heaven. Okay. That was just the earthly resting place. So I didn't mm. have any attachments to her grave, mm. you know, and at a point I started feeling guilty. Mm. Like she I've not I... been to her graveside. Shouldn't I go mm. there? And I was like, but I don't feel any, yeah. you know, attachment to yeah. it or sentiments to it. Mm -hmm. You know, I know she's in heaven. Mm -hmm. So for me, I didn't. Okay. And I haven't been back to her grave. It's been okay. seven years oh, and wow. I haven't, you know, but I don't. I've been back to Eastbourne mm. since then. I, I always go back to Eastbourne because it has such a special place in my heart mm -hmm. because of the memories we shared. Yeah. But going back to her grave, yeah. I, you know, I didn't attach any memories to that. So mm. I haven't. Wow, you know, and this just again, this see, goes this to show how, how different, different people's journeys yes, can cause be. Because for me, yeah. in as much as I know he's in heaven, I still have an attachment to his grave, mm. and there's no one way to these things. These things yeah. So I remember for when you know his first birthday, he has a twin, obviously. For his first birthday, I remember some a few ladies from the local church that I attend sometimes, and they were quite involved as well. Um, on this, they've been involved in this journey. We went there on his first birthday and we wow. just worshipped. Oh, wow. It was a beautiful, beautiful experience. Wow. The wind was blowing. I felt mm. God's presence. It was really, it was really amazing. It was really an amazing experience. Wow. And also on when would have been his second birthday? Sometimes I don't know how to say this. Was that his second birthday? Or <laughs> would have been? Yeah. Ooh, anyway. Mm -hmm. So I, I took a jog there early in the morning just by myself and you know, just stayed there for a few minutes. Wow. And it was okay. So for me, maybe because it his grave, the funeral, what Sight. do you call it now? The site is near, is to not too far from us. Sometimes, yeah. even from my way to after work, when I when I was doing my graduate role, mm. I would <laughs> I would just feel this urge to just stop, stop by. We've as a family, we've been there once together wow. after his. I'm not sure my husband has been, but me, sometimes my daughter would say she would love to go, okay. and we would go. And I must say this, I think when during his funeral, we had the dilemma, should we take the kids? Should we not take the kids? But we decided to take, so his older siblings, obviously, we didn't take his twin sister, sister. but his older sister, who and was older brother. nine, how old was she at the time? Was she 10, 9 at the nine. time? I remember, 9. Ten. And the, his brother, we took them just to help them with their grieving journey, journey as, well. as well. Some people decide they don't want to take their other children, children, but we just agree that it will be good for them to see. Because my son, um, who, who who's also, we call him Prof. J, asked a number of questions. Mm. So where is he? Where's mm. his body? You know, we had to talk about spirit, soul, body. Mm. So we wanted him to see, you know, like he being buried, even though, of course, the casket wasn't open, but that way we were able to say his body's in the mm, in the ground, in the but ground, his, spirit his spirit is, is in up. heaven with with God. Yeah. So I'm glad that we we held them. You know, we took them on that journey with us yeah, to yeah. go to his. It's so funeral. important to involve children, mm. and this is the thing: when there are children involved, I, I know we have an episode coming where we're going to yeah. deal with that. Yeah. But it's it's important to think about the other people yeah. who are on mm -hmm. this grieving journey as mm. well. Um, I, I was going to share. 
one thing that really helped me move forward as mm -hmm. well just after the funeral mm. my husband decided that we we went to um for park oh wow <laughs> you know and we we did some crazy rides mm -hmm. like crazy crazy rides mm. and i kept telling myself i just lost a daughter mm. so nothing could be worse mm. so okay. i dived in i screamed <laughs> i cried oh i laughed yeah. my head off mm. and that was really good for me you know so that mm. so the funeral was on a thursday we did that on the monday yeah. and that immediately mm -hmm. you know just lifted my spirit mm. off you know and you know that's why bible says laughter is good medicine yeah. mm -hmm. you know so when the mourners are all gone and yeah. you're faced with the reality of life without that loved one mm -hmm. you know it's it's good to create find a way to create memories, memories yeah it might be difficult mm -hmm. but even if it's just going for a run or sitting yeah. with a friend or yeah. laughing over a joke those things really helped me. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. And so, you know, even right from after the funeral, it's good to, just like Stella said, create new memories, carry some old ones into this new life mm. that you have now. Because remember that life stopped when you loved, lost your loved one or mm. lost whatever it is you lost. Mm. It's now time to take some of the old memories into, into, the, the, new. into the new and create new ones. One of the things we did or I did particularly was, thankfully, the funeral home got his footprints, mm. his handprint, his, um, what do you call them now? Footprints fingerprints and fingerprints yeah. and handprints as well. Yeah. So I have this necklace, as you can see here, yeah. with his little thumb. Aww. I think that, is that his thumb? I think it's thumb print yeah, there. Yeah, that's his thumb print. Oh, and wow. also we have a picture frame of his hand and footprints mm. as well. So that way, you know, his siblings can always... Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, his memory is always will always be in our hearts. Yes. But just to have something visual as yes, well. as a representation. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that we, we have his thumbprint and all of those things, we can always create more. We can always go back to them to create more, create more memories, memories out of them. Out of them. Yeah. So that was something we did to help, to help going forward. Oh, wow. Well done. Well done. We had pictures, lots of pictures. Mm you know, around the time when she was in hospital mm. um, and even after she died. I, and we also had her footprints as mm. well. So those are things that we go to every now and again. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Awesome. Wow. Today's episode has, you know, been, been great. Just to round off, mm. Stella, do you have any other advice for our listeners who may be Maybe in a situation where they're going to be planning a funeral soon or be supporting someone who's planning a funeral. Yeah, so planning a funeral is no joke, like you've heard, you know. And one of the things that I, I remember after seeing the funeral director was stopping by a huge ice cream parlor and eating all my favorite flavors with my husband. And I really cherished that memory that we could smile in the midst of all that was going on. Mm. So, yes, your world has stopped but find the way in the midst to do something that might make you laugh or smile. Yeah. So now when I remember that day or the events, I still have some fun bits that I remember alongside. Mm. So I know it's difficult, but yeah. it's something that you have to do. Yeah. Find a way to create a memory in the midst of that mm -hmm. so that when you're looking back, back yes. it's not all gloom, yeah. it's not all doom, it's not all sad. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that, Stella. Yes. But before we go, I would love Stella to just pray, say a word of prayer um, for, any, for all our listeners. 
Father, we just want to say thank you. Thank you because you are with us. Your word says that, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you are with me. We ask that you would hold our hands as we go through this season and that anyone who is in need of comfort, anyone who needs your presence will experience that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 So again, thank you once more for listening. Thank you, guys. We enjoy reading from you. You can email us on hello at whenlifestops.org. Leave us a comment on the podcast app that you're listening from. Leave us a rating. And please share this podcast with anyone you know who may be experiencing loss. So till next time. Bye. Bye Bye-bye and God bless you. God bless. Thank you for joining us. We hope you found great value in this episode. Yeah, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, review and share. See you next week.